I was just sensing that the Lord is just releasing more and more healing. That this is the kind of church that people are going to feel like, if I can get there, I can get some healing. I can get wholeness. I can get peace. And so I just want to release an increase in anointing for Amen. healing in this church. That there will be a movement of healing moves through here. I feel like the, the Lord wants to heal um, like plantar fasciitis and, and carpal tunnel this morning. Yes. Um, the Lord wants to heal backs. And um, I don't know if somebody has a, a liver um, condition that the Lord's healing, uh, just strengthening, restoring um, major organs that have been failing, that you've been struggling with. So I just release more and more healing into this place in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you for the privilege. Thank you, brother. Love you all. We appreciate you. Love you. Bless you. Love you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, so again, the QR code on the screen and the link is in the emails, the email newsletter. Uh, please sign up to take a day or a meal, at least a meal to fast and pray for healing. You may remember several years ago, we did this for a young man named Trevor. Um, and he had a rare form of cancer that focused on boys, young boys, and started in their legs. And by the time they entered puberty, would move to their lungs. And the doc, I was with him and talking to doctors. It was a less than 5% survival rate at the time. And we did this several years ago, and he is still cancer-free today. So um, I, I just know that God likes to be called into action. God likes to be called into action. Amen? And I, I said in the email, I know some of us are dealing with conditions. If you want to be added to this prayer and put on that document, let me know. You let me know, we'll add you to that. More prayer is always better than less, yeah? Amen. Well, Amen. All right, in less than 15 minutes, I'm going to give you a word that can change your life. <laughs> Why? Because it's from Jesus, all right? Let's talk about Jesus, my strength. Oh, there he goes again. What's written in Paul? I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Off-quoted, off-misunderstood verse. Never going to be able to unpack all I have for you in less than 15 minutes. We think, we think about different kinds of strength, right? You might think about this kind of strength or... This kind of strength. Yeah. Or maybe you think about the strongest animals. We've got the elephant that's got 100,000 muscles in its trunk and can lift almost 800 pounds. A gorilla that's stronger, six times stronger than the average human. Um, a hippo who has 1,300 pounds per square inch in its bite. It's different kinds of strength. You might think of the tardigrade, right? The tardigrade that can live in extreme circumstances. Um, there's different kinds of strength. And, it's important for us to know the phrase, Jesus Christ who strengthens me. To strengthen, it means to, it's where someone has the ability, it's to give someone the, an ability that they didn't have before. An ability to do something they couldn't before, an ability to experience something they couldn't before. To give someone that capability to do. Or, if we look at the context of the verses, to go through them with a content disposition. You might not have thought of strength in that way, but let's look at the context of the verses. Paul writes, 
How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. Why are they concerned about him? Well, he's imprisoned. Oops, he did it again. And in this time and in this culture, if you were in prison, the local authorities did not give you food. So if you didn't have somebody bringing you food, you would starve to death. So Paul is imprisoned and he needs help just to survive. That's why they're concerned about it. I know you've always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned to be how to be content with whatever I have. The more you learn about the life of Paul, the more you realize what a wild statement that is. He's been beaten, he's been imprisoned, he's been publicly shamed, falsely accused. I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. In the last year, year uh, I don't know, 15 months of my illness, I thought about Job and said, do I only accept from the hand of God that which is good? Paul writes, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty with plenty or little. That's what he's referring to. When you're in prison, you're not given food. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you've done well to share with me in my present difficulty. So it's really important for us to understand the context of what's being talked about here. He's not talking about physical strength. He's talking about spiritual strength. And he's not only talking about spiritual strength to do miracles, he's talking about the spiritual strength that his whole person would learn how to be content when things are messed up. That's what he's talking about. That's the kind of strength he's talking about. He's talking about a spiritual strength that doesn't happen except through Jesus. And... It's important to remember where he's talking about this. He's talking about this in a this, in this city where he was in prison and where he and Silas were beaten and thrown in prison. This church didn't exist before this story. And they were singing the praises to God after having been beaten. In the middle of the night, they're singing praises to God and God does a miracle. This having the spiritual strength to be content when things are messed up, when you're in pain, when you are limited by things that are beyond your control, where you are not allowed to do what you want to do, that spiritual strength to be content in those circumstances is how this church started. It's a part of their story. And you all know that Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 11 is one of my favorite passages of the Bible where he writes about, have we received any comfort from Jesus? Any comfort and strength from his love? And he goes on to talk about how Jesus set aside his place in heaven to come down, to live this life, to make a way for our salvation. He talks about the gracious humility of Jesus. And it is reasonable to think that what he's doing is he's contrasting Caesar. You don't know Caesar. We have a president, President Biden. You have some kind of idea about President Biden's personality. Former President Trump, you had some kind of idea about his personality. 
They had an idea about Caesar. Caesar who demanded people say, right, hail Caesar. You demand that there's a greeting that says hail Caesar. That's kind of, there's some ego there. And Philippi is important because in the plains outside of Philippi is where Rome had won one of its most important and historic military victories. And in fact, the Philippian church had more military veterans, Roman military veterans, probably than Jews. And so military strength and might and power and who Caesar is, is a big deal. So when Paul writes about who Jesus is, and do we take any comfort from his love, any strength from his example of having suffered what none of us have suffered, and the victory that comes through what he suffered, that is a powerful thing. And so when he alludes to this, that's the imagery that's in their mind. How do we draw strength from Jesus Christ? I had many days in the 11 of the past 15 months where I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Couldn't even just chill out and watch something because I was so uncomfortable and in so much pain. When you are pressed, when you are suffering, how do I draw strength from Jesus? I want to tell you something that has been real for me. I have been saved and my salvation is complete. I am now being saved and when Jesus returns, I will yet ultimately be saved. So how do I draw strength from Jesus? You see on the screen, I receive Jesus as Savior and continually look to Jesus as Savior. What does that mean? How is that relevant? To having the spiritual strength to process what's happening to me and find comfort and strength from Jesus. Let me explain. What does Jesus provide as Savior? For some of you, this is a little bit you got to do some, a little bit more learning or have a reminder to help you connect. And you need the questions and answers that are in the purple book to help you draw these truths from Scripture. But I want to talk about it. What does Jesus give us? He gives us a new heart and new spiritual life. And when I feel weak, when I feel overwhelmed, I need to come back to what has Jesus already accomplished in me? What is Jesus now accomplishing in me? A couple of weeks ago, I told you the story of Shashi. You see pictured on the screen who I met before. What I didn't tell you is that Shashi lived in India and where he was born and raised was a devout Hindu. A devout Hindu who would proselytize, who would go and try to convert other people to Hinduism. As a young man, as a university college student, he was working in a factory and one day there was a knock on his door and he opened his door and it was his manager from the factory. And they were both very surprised because this manager didn't know that he lived there. And this manager was a Jesus follower who was knocking on doors to share Jesus with people. And over the next two years, they would meet on a regular basis trying to convert each other. Jesus won. Shashi was changed forever. And he shared his testimony with me. And it was so obvious. This is a person who was transformed. Given a new heart, a new life from Jesus. 
Do you, have you received that new spiritual heart, that new spiritual life, and am I still receiving it? I think one thing that is helpful is to have a quiet moment between you and God and say, I receive. God, I receive a new heart, new life, forgiveness of sin. And we get, the, the, the notes will be on the site. We get this HD version of what that means. It's my moral guilt is removed. I've, the, the brokenness between my relationship between me and God is removed. The freedom from the shame and the guilt as we repent and we make a turnaround. This is a part of what God's forgiveness means for us. That's a gift from us. It also means that we are now free from the punishment of sin that is absolutely going to happen if not for receiving salvation from Jesus. And it's also this freedom from a compulsion to repeat our mistakes. And it's so imperative. And this, I keep reminding us that the grammar in the New Testament about salvation is this progressive thing. It has happened. It is happening. And it will yet happen. It is complete. And yet it will also be ultimately fulfilled. And if you're struggling, and if you're feeling weak, and you're feeling challenged, and you're feeling difficult, I can listen say, get a quiet moment say, God, I receive I receive salvation. I receive cleansing. I receive freedom. I receive new life. And I'm accepted into God's family. You were once far and now you've been brought close. You are a co-heir with Christ. Jesus Christ doesn't inherit anything that you don't also. You are a co-heir with Christ. You know we have two cats. They're brothers. They're Loki and Thor. This is what they looked like when they were little when we first got them. This is what they look like now. They love to find us wherever we are in the house. And Loki in particular cannot stand to know that someone is in the house where he can't get to that person and, and be involved with what they're doing. And if you have the door closed, he's going to reach under the door and he's going to bang the door until you let him in. That's Loki. Loki wants to be in the action. He wants to be involved. He wants to be with the people and know what's happening. We have accepted him into our family. You are not on the outside of God's family. There is nothing that you are suffering today that has put you on the outside of God's family. Romans 8, it writes about the truth of salvation. Those who've confessed their sin, repented their sin, received the grace of Jesus, there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. And the end of the chapter, there's all these horrible things that can happen to you, but they cannot separate you from the love of Jesus. You're a part of God's family. And you have the eternal peace of heaven as your future home. This is what Paul writes about in a massive change of perspective. He writes about it in Romans 5, 1 through 11, Philippians 2. He writes about this massive change of perspective and how we view our circumstances as temporary suffering. I want to close with this passage from Ephesians, which is connects with, I receive my salvation, the benefit of my salvation. From that, I'm drawing strength. Some of you are like, really? 
No, no, watch this passage. This principle is in this passage. You need to be actively, daily, receiving love from Jesus. When I think of all this, it's Ephesians 3. I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for what you have done in us, for what you are doing in us, for what you will yet do in us. Help each of us to let our spiritual roots grow into your love and to draw strength from Jesus that we would have the strength to do all things you ask us to do. Strengthened by Jesus. God, let there be miracles today in each of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.